almost 11. Good morning. Here we go. So Edge and um, Beth Phoenix from WWE are going to hop on here at 11-ish. I say ish because I don't really know if it's going to happen at 11. But the point is um, they got a bunch of stuff happening. The Royal Rumble's coming up. That's on the 29th. Uh, you can see that on Peacock. And, you know, what's cool to me about this is, uh, you know, they're in a match with Miz and Maurice. And, you know, it's, these two guys have been in the game a minute. And uh, their wives, too, have been former champs. And... You know, I don't. As long as this Edge has been in WWE, which is a really long time. What's up, Akash? Um, it's been a long time, right? So he's been in okay. WWE a long, long time, and mm -hmm. this is the first time I believe that him and his wife have really interacted on camera. So it's kind of cool that you know it's something new after all these years. The dude's forty-eight years right. old. He took a ten-year hiatus and uh, to recoup with injuries, and you know he's been back at it. I believe since. The Royal Rumble 2020. Uh, I should double check that. I'm gonna. I think that's it. So I'm curious as to. And he looks. He looks freaking fantastic. Not that he looked bad or anything like that before, but like he just looks really, really good. If you've, uh, if you you know seen him lately, and I just watched a few clips, and uh, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, should be pretty interesting. I hope. Yeah, it's funny. I th my thought was he looks good for 48. No, he just looks good. Yeah, you need good. to stop saying that about people. Because, well, <laughs> I mean, as we've seen, there's so many great physiques into their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Well, dude, exactly, right? I mean, and you also look at the performance angle of it, too. You look at, like, the Tom Brady's of the world, and these dudes are performing at, you know, better than people, ha you know, much younger than them, decades younger. So yeah. it's definitely something that uh, we got to stop saying, but I don't know how we do that <laughs> because it is crazy to be like, you know, again, I'm pushing 40, so... At some point, I'm going to, you know, I probably, I'm old. I'm old to people. I get it. And, uh, you know, I don't know who could blame them. It's a number, man. It's just a number. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Now, did he, his, his injury that, that took him out for 10 years, was that in the ring when he that's got a, that injury? That's a good question. You know, I'm not really okay. sure. I, I don't know if it was, if it happened in the ring or if it was just something that just built up over time. Right. And you know, just got to the point where he had to take care of it. But I mean, look, man, it involves your neck. Um, yeah. If it involves your neck, then that's obviously like a little, you know, it's scary. Like, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be, you know, not able to in, walk in a wheelchair. Anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It happened in the ring, John. Thanks. Um, do you recall like the, the incident? Because, uh, I can't, you know, I know that here's the thing, right? When he was younger, see, there it is again. So back in the day when he used to do a lot of these ladder <laughs> matches and TLC matches, it was, you know, it, look, it was brutal. Like they would be dropped, like jumping off these big ass ladders or falling down on these, uh, you know, off these ladders and stuff. And it just was nuts. And, you know, I get it. Yeah. I really don't want to get into the whole, oh, it's fake. Okay, it's choreographed. But still, like, like at this point, can't we just let that, that argument die? Like, they're still putting their bodies on the line for entertainment. And, dude, I was there, too. This is a while ago when um, I don't think Edge was in this match. I mean, I was there when he was in the Elimination Chamber matches. I was there when Joey Mercury was in a match and got the ladder, hit him right in, like, the, I think it was the eye or the face or something. And it basically, his whole face exploded. It was nuts. So... You know, it was, look, I've seen, I've seen, you know, seen some of this stuff up close and it's gnarly. So I don't know. I'm curious to, 
to ask him about that. Plus, you know, I know his training has changed dramatically from just from there. There's a documentary on WWE network or Peacock or whatever they're calling it nowadays. Um, it's a German suplex. The last one. Oh God, man. See, Yikes. so John Dean tells us it was from a lot of German suplexes and one nerve damage after he ran to turnbuckle. Good Lord. Well, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, you know, watching that documentary really did shed, shed a light on a few things, for me anyway, and I don't think it was, you know, it seemed really authentic. I don't think he was playing it up. He wasn't trying to be a character. He was just trying to show you his journey back and how that would take place, and, and that's what I thought was really cool about it was I really like the fact that WWE has been doing those, that type of content. Uh, I, I'm not... No, I get it. The entertainment kind, like that pays the bills, right? People are paying money to the network to see matches and they're going to events and they're buying merchandise. But I am somebody who's more, yeah, the pain's real, dude, for sure. Yeah, I worked, I worked there for a couple of years. I was on the road and I saw that stuff up close. And, you know, meanwhile, like I get a hangnail and my day is over. <laughs> and like, I'm like, all right, I'm going home uh, from work. Yet these guys, whether they're feeling sick or whether they have nagging injuries, which is all the time, um, it's, you know, they got to get out there and perform because people are paying. They're paying for that. They want that. So yeah. it's, you know, it's really, it's such a, it's such a crazy lifestyle too, but yeah. it must and these be. These guys are some of the, I think, personally best athletes in the world. I mean, they are combining bodybuilding physiques with acrobatics, with mm -hmm. gymnasts, with martial artists, and they're able to do all these things. I mean, shit, like normal bodybuilders can't even touch their toes. Yeah. These guys are doing flips off of the ropes. Yeah. No, you're right, dude. It's, uh, it is nuts. It's like, oh, God, I can't. I'm trying to keep this still so I can move this out of the way. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, there's a lot that they do that I just am, Again, they have to do it every night too. You know, that's not yeah. that they're just doing it on TV. That's part of it, sure, but that's only one thing. They have house shows. I don't know what Edge or Beth Phoenix gets to do because they're probably in a you know a different category than a lot of uh, younger folks. So it's it's different. Um, yeah, dude. Do do you enjoy that? John asked about. Uh, He's 40, switched to resistance bands. It's the best way to see. You know, John, check out uh, James Grage. Check out, his, he's got a bunch of, he's got his own bands. Uh, I'm not trying to push his bands on you, but he did the same thing. He switched over to just resistance bands and swears by it. He digs it. And if you like it and you're seeing a, the best way, I don't know, man, the best way is whatever way is going to work for you, really. And I mean, I yeah. think that's something that you'd want to hash out with a coach. But if you're enjoying it and you're seeing uh, what you want to see or you're experiencing, you know, uh, you feel strong, then yeah, dude. But check out James. He's got a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube. We have a whole bunch of stuff uh, from him on on YouTube as well as on this on uh, muscleandfitness.com. So check it out, dude. It's uh, definitely worth it and can give you some ideas at least. But yeah, and, and bands still, you're creating time under tension. You're still overloading the muscle. Um, it's the same thing as, as you would get with weights. So um, yeah. And it takes the pressure off your joints. So you, there's some longevity there too. Yeah, man. And plus like that, that's the whole thing. Like I, when, when people ask like, what's the best, it's like the best is whatever you enjoy doing and what you're going to keep doing. So if 
you like it and it's something that you're, you're feeling better and you can move better and you still feel strong, dude, keep it up. You know, don't, don't let somebody tell you it's wrong, especially like, I never got that right. Like people can, some people can do things that the rest of us can't. Like (laughs) I've seen people eat like their garbage disposal and they're not going to blimp up, you know, but meanwhile, uh, if I take off training and I eat consistently, like I will. Bands right here. Oh, great. That, there it is. Now we know what Mike's bands look like. Isn't that insane? Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, uh, that, that's my take. It's like some people respond differently and you just got to, uh, yeah, just do, do your thing, man. But that's cool. At least you're working out. That's, that's the big one. At least you're training. Yeah. And you can find workouts that are banned only online. I mean, yeah. YouTube, our website, other fitness websites, and you can kick the shit out of yourself with bands too, between bands and bodyweight exercises. Oh yeah. Dude, I'm standing Got my standing desk going. Nice. <laughs> it's nice. It's that. Cause it's like when I'm sitting, I just, I feel, I don't know what the word is, but I'm always feeling like I could, uh, Move around, and now I can move around. So it'll be nice and fidgety yeah. for people that will actually watch this. Yeah, and better on your back, too, because about an hour and a half into these, my back starts to go. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's go. Who wrote that? I didn't write it for once. I'm like the one person who didn't write it. That's awesome. Tom, who is that, Jeff Tomko? I don't know. Somebody wrote it. Thank you. That's awesome. Let's go. Yeah, we're waiting for... Waiting for Edge and Beth Phoenix to pop on. Uh, I gave them the link. Who knows? Sometimes we have trouble with this when people come on and they use their their AirPods. Uh, then I don't know why it doesn't work. I really don't. But <laughs> then it's really awkward and we kind of have to stare at each other and walk through why it doesn't work. But the idea is uh, <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen. So we'll see. But feeling good because I am standing standing up and uh yeah i'm curious what anybody else got any questions that they would want to ask edger beth phoenix i'm i'm always curious about the family dynamic how they gotta how they how they basically gotta structure their lives to 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 do these things on the road because it's not like the the you know these wwe events go to them they gotta they gotta take off so they got two kids and i know beth was a color commentator for a while so that was a i don't know i'm just curious because I don't know about you, Mike, but, you know, now that I'm working at home, it's different. But when I wasn't, you know, my wife and I were, had to plan stuff out because we got, we have kids and we had to, you know, it's different when we're not on the road all the time, like these guys. So I don't know. I'm interested. Yeah. It's gotta be tough. Yeah. Unless you, I mean, I guess they could bring the kids with them on the road. I guess. Right. But what are you going to do with them all? Like, you know, if you have to be at say the arena at. I don't know, 12 or one, we'll say. And then the show's at seven or eight. I don't know. Then it goes to 10 or 11. It's kind of yeah, a long day for those kids. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's different rules and I don't know. Who knows? I don't even think I'll ask that because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what's the rules for the kids? Uh, you know, <laughs> but we'll see. I watched the new episode of Peacemaker last night. You got to check that show out, man. It's awesome. I do. Uh, so they're not doing it all at once. Or they're doing it like, uh, you know, uh, episode by episode. They did three episodes at once, and now they're doing episode by episode. 
right. I'll check it yeah. out. And suicide, obviously watch Suicide Squad first. Oh, yeah, shoot. Uh, I did start Cobra Kai. That's where I'm at right now. I'm on episode okay. five. I know you can't talk about it. I get it. Uh, Mike Mike refuses to watch Cobra Kai because he's, he's going to wait till his child is old enough to understand it. So that's like another t- 10 years. No, soon. Next year or so. <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna to push that upward. Uh, it's good. It's cool. It's, uh, I enjoy it, dude. We'll see if... And uh, it's still like, it's still interesting. Like, what are they, in the fourth season? Yeah, no, it's interesting. I like it. Okay. It's good. It's good. It's... it's. I, I really love the first season, and it's it's now on Netflix. Netflix acquired it. It was originally on YouTube. YouTube Red, for those who even remember that, that service. Dude, I think you were probably the first subscriber to YouTube Red, because you right. were telling me about that show before I had even heard of it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, YouTube Red, I was... An initial suspense. I still am. YouTube Premium. Uh, you know, who cares if Google and Facebook are taking over the world? I need my YouTube without without ads. <laughs> oh boy. So, ah, oh, and I'm feeling good. Yesterday, right after, uh, kind of a disastrous live stream. I'd say, just it was kind of boring. Sorry for anybody that paid attention. And I'm like, uh, you know what? Screw it. I just went and. Uh, Oh, what's up, Allie? Love you, Allie. What's uh, up? What's up? Hi there. Allie Gilbert. Oh, that's another one. Uh, John Dean, check out Allie Gilbert. She always has really um, terrific information for people, specifically guys. She's a hormone expert. And check her advice out for sure. Testosterone school. Yeah, she's working on testosterone school. So, But yeah, dude, I dig... Uh, Oh, there he is. <laughs> Akash, are, are you Allie's number one fan? I, I feel like so. you are. I also feel like Mike is kind of left out of the equation. I feel like uh, I get the high. It's fine, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's cool. No, we're all in it together. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Sweet. Look at us. Look at us matching people together. Yep. Making lives better. Isn't that awesome? But yeah, so after a horrible live stream yesterday, when which I wasted everybody's time, it was nice. Uh, it was nice to, I just took all my frustration out on training. I just totally got super angry, and I there was no method to what I was doing at all, um, not at all. I was just just doing just you know just doing push just anything that was like allowed me to like just be you know like. I don't know, quick. I wasn't even going with heavy weights, but I was just like throwing stuff up as fast as I could. I was doing some push presses. I was doing some, some bench presses. Uh, some, I even play, oh, I played my, my Oculus, whatever the name of it, Quest. I was playing my, my boxing right. games in which uh, I fought to a draw against like this total skinny turd, which I don't even know what that says about me, but I really felt like I hit a couple haymakers there and that dude, and no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll go pantsless. How about that? No socks. I'll go socks and sandals with no pants. Um, but yeah, dude. So I was playing this that game, thrill the fight, and oh, I really feel, I connected a couple times. I felt it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, just totally whacked him right in the jaw. Just got him good. And the dude just sat there, and I'm like, God, I'm kind of useless. You know, how could I not win? And uh, sometimes they make you work for it. 
like that match you had there, that's them trying to get your cardio in. Well, it's beat, a pain in the ass. Well, I beat the shit out of the ref afterward, but he just kind of sits there. He's kind of like this like punching bag. So I was just like, yeah. just jacking him up. And he was like, or he'd like make this weird face. Like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, but it was fun. It was cool. So one of um, somebody, I was reading like a fitness blog about that game. And they said, one of the good ways to warm up with it is do the first match. Don't throw any punches. Just dodge their punches. Oh, all right. And then start throwing your punches. Like you can really work in a whole fitness routine into that game. Dude, that's a good idea. Thank yeah. you to whoever came up with that. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for telling me, Mike. You should just take credit. Yeah, well, it's my it's my idea. That's it. You're, <laughs> you're a genius. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel today after that workout? Are you sore? I'm sore, but I feel good. I feel, you know... Sometimes I think it's it's easy to think about it kind of get wrapped up in the minutia of stuff of like training of like what I got to do or what I want to get done rather than just try to have some fun. And yeah. I really wanted to, I needed to blow off steam because honestly, I was really upset yesterday. I didn't have again. So what happened was this uh, Mike had to do his job. You know, what a jerk. Uh, so he had to do his job and he wasn't able to <laughs> to, to come on the stream and I had not prepared to do anything solo. I thought we were just going to kind of do it together. So that's on me. And I, I wasn't really prepared. I didn't have a ton to talk about. And it just sucked. So what I did was just trained hard. And, and, and that's on, on my fault. But rather than think about like, okay, uh, is this, uh, do I have everything in there? Do I have my push, pull, hip, hint? Like I was like, you know what? Right. I don't care. I want to just do what I want to do today and basically gave myself two episodes of the office. So it was 42 to 42 minutes and just really was almost nonstop. You know, it was really just bouncing around doing, and I got my whole body and I was really thrilled, you know, with, with my, my output there, use my shitty trap bar. Come on, Kabuki strength come through for me. Um, I ask so little, and I just, I just want Kabuki strength to send me an open trap bar that I can become best friends with and love forever. Um, or the Q-Bell or anything else. Honestly, I'll even take like your scrap metal and I'll just glue it together and make, make my own thing. <sighs> that was a long-winded reply to nothing. Yeah, I, but I love how you did a, a podcast that you got upset about and then oh. had to train to burn off the steam. I know. Even so, like, this is what we remember we talked about this how you got to let things go yes i did <laughs> i've i've been trying to let things go i told you i started uh seeing a new therapist to try to help me with you know managing specific aspects of things not just uh you know how to like how to so here's what i do and then i can back up so what i tend to do is i have i look at the helicopter view and i look at the end result that i want to get to and I don't remember to break it into increments or create benchmarks or create a reasonable pathway. So I get it done eventually, but because I didn't give myself that time to the time to where I want to break it up, I get super angry and upset. Mm -hmm. And I, and I start to feel as though I'm not doing enough. And then I start to burn the candle at both ends and it totally ends up just being the shits. Uh, so yeah, that, that's what this person's going to help me do. It's essentially like coming up with ways in which I can 
better manage. It's almost like working with a project manager, you know, trying to come up with a better way to right. manage everything I want to get done. So, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, it's like, that's terrific advice for, you know, that, that people give with training too, to break it up and see, you know, where, you know, you have the end goal, but how do you get there? You work backwards and it's, it's just easy to forget. So it's not necessarily a do as I say, not, you know, or yeah, do as I say, not as I do thing. It's just that I, I understand that it's tough. Yeah. It takes time. And we work so much on our physical health that we don't worry about our mental health. Yeah. And that becomes a problem for most of us. Yeah. I mean, this pandemic alone has really caused a lot of, you know, pandemic has been going on for, it's dragging on for forever. And yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to kind of, for me anyway, think about how things were. And mm -hmm. because of that, things are drastically different for me. I don't really have to get up. I don't commute anymore. I don't have to, I really don't have to leave the house if I didn't want to, besides taking my daughter to school. So I have to remind myself to do that, to take walks, to train outside. I was telling you right. yesterday that I'm, I do my farmer's walks outside or my sprints are outside. Or, you know, sometimes if it's not, disgustingly cold like it is right now, I'll do walking lunges, like the length of the driveway and back or build that into the training. And yeah, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not providing enough time for, for just like blowing off steam. I don't go anywhere. I don't, I don't go to restaurants really. I uh, don't go see a lot of people. You know, we, we still take precautions because of COVID and yeah, you know, if it's not a play date with my kids uh, and other parents, it's kind of just me and my wife staring at each other. And that's horrible for her because this is her view. So we got into hiking during the pandemic yeah. with the kids, like find trails by your house or whatever and just get outside for a few hours. I, I find that helps. Yeah. And you're not around people, so you don't have to be worried about, you know, COVID or all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, no, that's cool. I, I don't mind hiking. Although, I mean, here we go. Yeah. Like that's the, the, here. Okay. Yeah. This is what happens to me, man. Like this is the <laughs> whole problem. Right. So I, I, in theory, I like to hike. I want to get outside, uh -huh. but then it's like, if there's mosquitoes, I'm going to be unhappy. Or if I didn't dress a specific way, like I, if I need, you know, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm wearing a sweatshirt and I start to sweat, I don't really want to carry the sweatshirt. So I got to carry a backpack. Then I got to carry water. Like, so it's, there's just a lot that goes into it. And maybe this is just the way I overthink things. I don't know, but. <laughs> so you just stay locked in your house. So yeah, I'm like, you know what? Why am I even going hiking? Like, why don't I just put on my Oculus and then I'll hike? Like that's, yeah, there you go. it's perfect, you know? But yeah, that's why this is good though, that I got the, I, I converted my garage into a studio for photo video. This uh, plus it's now doubling as my gym until I figure out a more permanent space for my equipment. And that's helped because I used to be in the house to where I'd hear everybody or I'd hear my kids falling and screaming or I'd hear them like knocking stuff over and I'd hear my wife like, Aah! you know, that's the noise I guess she makes. Yeah. I hope she never makes that noise, but <laughs> like, so it's nice to be out here instead of having to deal with it there. Yeah. Your own little house. It is. It, the problem is, though, there's no bathroom. 
So I could pull a rock and pee in bottles or I have I to say. trek inside. Yeah, I don't, I usually go inside. I always go inside. <laughs> now the, on the, in the back side of your garage, can the house behind you see that? You just go pee out there. Um, no, I bet you I could go pee outside if I really wanted to. I mean, if I, if there's a, there's a door in the back, there's a back door, which I kind of keep locked. And if I went out there and peed, there's a few people that could see me, but I feel like I've met him a few times and I feel like they'd be all right with it. You'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, that's, there he is. He's so zany. <laughs> he's doing he's doing farmers carries and peeing outside while drinking a beer. Exactly. Yeah, that is the one thing. My one my one uh, in the summer, I was mowing the lawn. I was I was drinking a beer, and they're like, "Hey, you always have a beer in your hand." And I was just like, you know, hey man, hey hey shithead, do you want me to say something about like well, you know you're always you're always staring at me? So what what do you want? Like you're pretty perfect, you know. So it's just. Uh, uh. I mean, that's why there's lawnmower beers, man. They make a whole, there's a whole category of beer meant yeah. for your lawnmower. That's it. And uh, so, I, yeah, my lawnmower blows, though. It's a push, it's an electric mower and it, it's a bucket of bolts. It's, I should pick, show a picture of it to you. It is the most embarrassing thing and I hate it. And I'm never going to get an electric one until they do better. So I want one. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a piece of equipment that you want to be electric. No, it sucks. It sucks so bad. It's garbage. <laughs> it just it barely works. And I mean, I, I've used zip ties. That's how I have the handle on there now. But <laughs> it, it actually stops working mid push all the time because it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just a piece of shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let me see. I'm going to check in with uh, their our guy here see what we got going thank you yeah yeah he was also um adam smasher in the flash did you see that the show no yeah they played one of the villains well he was in vikings too i believe yeah so i mean he's and he's he's super like into art and he's really good at that so he did say at one point he wanted to do more acting. I wonder if he's in that Flash movie. I don't know. That'd, That'd be, be cool, cool, though. You okay. know what's crazy, though? Think about like some of the top action actors right now. They were former WB stars. You got The Rock. You got Cena. You got Batista. Yeah. You know? Who else? You got Hulk Hogan and Santa with muscles. That yeah. was really good. That was fantastic. <laughs> really. And also, Thunder in Paradise or... Yeah, I think that was another one. So yeah, it's uh, you're right. I wonder if I'm gonna ask him, dude, if he's in a Flash movie. That'd be sick. That would be cool. I want to see that. That looks like it seems like it's gonna be a good one. I hope so, dude. Michael, Michael Ke Keaton's in it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I needed to know. And Michael Keaton's and then, Batman. I'm in. Yeah, they're doing a Batgirl. Yep, he's which, in that too. Uh, Michael Keaton's in that too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Although I probably, uh, the odds of me going to a theater and seeing anything uh, are pretty low, so. No, it's not, it's not worth it. It's so expensive too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's why, well, that's why I got Peacock to begin with because I didn't want to pay to see 
Halloween in theaters. <laughs> I don't even know if it was in theaters. I think it was, but yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't want to. So I just got Peacock. Now I just kept it. So I actually really enjoy it. So it's just another uh, service. I think I'm starting to hate the live streaming situation going on and or the content streaming. I mean, between all the ones that there are, it's just so segregated. It's re- really difficult to to kind of zero in. You know what I mean? Yeah, it depends on what you want to watch. Like what, you know, HBO Max is good for the superhero DC stuff. Yeah. Um, that's why I have that. Disney Plus for the Marvel stuff. Um, and then the other ones, like you got Peacock because Halloween was on it. And they have a couple other good shows. But it's tough to figure out what you want to subscribe to. <sighs> yeah, well, I think I, I use somebody else's Netflix. I use somebody else's Disney Plus. I use somebody else's Hulu. I pay for Sling. I paid for the sports package on Sling because a friend of mine, Mm -hmm. my best friend was like, oh, I'll pay you because he wanted it. So I told him that I would do that. And then he never uh, paid me for it. So that's cool. And then, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, (laughs) So so now I've got uh, like a whole bunch of other ones too that I've started to, you know, started, I I got like two, it was two months for 99 cents for a shitload of them on uh, Amazon Prime. And I think I let them lapse. So that's not good because now I'm going to be paying full price. Right. So that sucks. That's awesome. Yeah. What can you do? Back to the theater thing, though. The new Batman's coming out, I think, in March. And I wanted to see that in the theater. That seemed like something that would you need on the big screen. Movie's going to be like three hours long, man. That's like two Ps for me. I can't go to see that now. Uh, no, no, I, I wouldn't go to this. I, I want to sit at home and see it because I really don't want to yeah. be bothered or distracted. And I definitely want to see it for sure. Uh, who do we know? the is, Who's the villain? Is it the Riddler? The Riddler. Yeah. Oh, God, that Batman Forever when the first Riddler that with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey? Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> that movie was horrible. I'm sorry. It just was so bad with Val Kilmer's bat nipples and. Just so much wrong with it. Was that the third one that came out? Was that yeah. after Batman Returns? Yeah, that was. Yeah, it. it was like you go from Tim Burton's classics to that. I know, it was really not good. Um, it was terrible, actually. Good. It was way too like cartoonish. Yeah, well, dude, it was. That's why Michael Keaton bowed out because he didn't want to take it that direction. He want to take it the, the cartoon direction. I mean, I'm saying this like I talked to him. I just. <laughs> I saw him say that. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's uh, that's actually the case, but <laughs> let's see. And then Christopher Nolan took it and turned it into like Martin Scorsese gangster movies, which yeah. were awesome. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't. I like those, obviously. Um, I haven't watched them in a while. Uh, I try. I wanted to watch them with my six-year-old son, and my wife vetoed that. I did watch the old, I watched the 89 Batman, the original with Michael Keaton and then the, in Batman Returns. So I watched those recently. Yeah. Those are good. They still yeah. hold up. Hell yeah. Cause Batman Returns is like a Christmas movie because it takes place at that time. So that's, yeah. that was my justification. <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he never, he's still uh, the same height. <laughs> never grew. No, same, same guy. He's awesome. It's in sunny though. Yeah. Rum ham. <laughs> Shit. Did you these know, guys respond to you? Let me see. No, not yet. 
Yeah, I just said no, nothing yet, but they're they'll be on soon. So yeah. When um, I will say this: if you got kids, definitely take them to uh, which I know you do. Definitely take them to a WWE show if you can. It's fun. They'll have a good time. Like it's it's kind of hard not to. They do, especially if it's a TV taping or if it's a pay per view. Is it still pay-per-view? Because, I mean, isn't it on the network? I don't know. Either way, if it's one of those monthly events, they're really cool. They put a lot into the production. It's really good. How are the fans? That's what, that's always my concern, like taking my son to a Yankees game or a Giants game. I mean, got a bunch of drunk idiots there. Um, yeah, well, it's I mean. It's better yeah, well, I mean, look, I don't know. People still get drunk, but I mean. Yeah, it, yeah. It's also like it's a family you know, it's a family friendly environment or they, at least that's what they have pushed, you know, like it's not like mm-hmm. it was back in the late nineties when it was geared toward a more, I don't even want to say mature, <laughs> but like it was kind of trying to get older audiences, like, you know, high school kids into whatever, a little more sophomoric humor, probably stuff that, that connects more with me even still, but you know, <laughs> there's more money in, you know, targeting right. younger kids. It's also a good way to like build up a new fan base. Cause it's uh but yeah, it's cool. Like it's definitely worthwhile for sure. That's a good idea. I might look into that. I, I hadn't thought about doing that before, but I think uh, my son would love that. Yeah. So you said, I just got a response. said about a couple of minutes. So yeah, it's, it's worth, it's fun, dude. Like uh, I've gone, you know, my wife and I've gone to a bunch uh Mostly it's when they were in town, be it LA or somewhere else. And it was to see some old friends. So that was mm-hmm. cool. And yeah, I mean, we'd make a day of it, you know, we'd go, we'd, go. we'd probably be the people that you want to keep your kids away from. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's also like get decent seats. Don't, don't go for the, if you can, if you can pony up for, I guess it's just like any other event, like a sporting event or concert. Like you don't want to get stuck with, you know, right. shits. So, end up watching it on a, a TV at the stadium. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that happened to me once. I went to see Fish at Madison Square Garden, and my seats were horrible, and I, to the point where it wasn't like I could hear okay, but so far removed that it just felt like I was. So, you know, in like another place, it was just kind of worthless in the parking lot. Yeah. I might as well have just stayed home. See how easy it is for me to just like be like, yeah, you know what? I think I'll just stay home. (laughs) You got an excuse for everything. I know. I don't want, dude, I got everything I need. Yeah. Got everything I need right here. Even so, even when we were in, you know, Orlando, I like stayed in my room a lot. Didn't do much. Uh, You know, I just wasn't like. I did want to go to uh, Halloween Horror Nights, but it was so expensive I didn't go. So I was just like, I don't know. It's also there for work, so. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's standing desk, man. Standing desk. And also this one is, uh, this one's got like the remote, so I could like go up and down and that's cool. That's badass. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but if you looked around right now, because I just got a whole bunch of new stuff that I've put together, 
uh, like a new TV cart. I got a new little thingy that holds a mic, so a monitor, and it is like a disaster in here right now. It's it's embarrassingly grotesque. So it looks good here, but <laughs> here, here, and everywhere else, it's just like a huge pile of garbage. So, did you get any new equipment? Yeah, I got this aqua bag that Jeff Tomko hooked me up with. So it's kind of like the ones you use at Rumble, if anybody's ever been there. Rumble is, nope. yeah, so I don't even, what is Rumble? Isn't that one of those boxing class gyms? Yeah, but I just didn't, okay. I, guess, I, guess that's, I guess that's what it is, boxing class gym. So, they have kickboxing or whatever. Yeah, and I guess that's what they have there. So it's something you can install on the ceiling and... I guess you fill it with water. I'm guessing aqua bag. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to put it yet, but I will. Um, I just hope I don't feel bad when I hit it. You know, I'm, I'm not a fighter. Gonna... No, you'll be, it's water. So it has give. It's not like a heavy bag. No, I just meant like guilty. Oh, like I just wanna... you got Bob back there. You're basically hitting a person. So no, no, no. Bob is, he's my security. <laughs> <laughs> he's security for me. He's rocking his Cobra Kai shirt to scare people off and his, uh, replica WWF championship belt. Nice. Yeah. But I do. Yeah, I got. I was gonna move Bob's stand out here so I could beat him up, but it's got. It's filled to the brim with with sand or his. Yeah, his his sand. Uh, I don't know, man. You're gonna want to see a pro about that. But the, theoretically, I mean, if you're carrying weight in the front side in your stomach or chest, then I, it it couldn't hurt. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not helping. I mean, if you're yeah. if you're like you know super overweight or you're you put on some poundage and you're, and you're starting to feel it, yeah. But ultimately, you want to go get that checked out, and if especially if you put on a lot of weight and maybe there's other things that it's attached to. Yeah. Yeah, paintball is cool. Yeah. I haven't played in a while or is it play? Do you play paintball or do you done? You've done paintball. Do I, mean, paintball? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not very good either. I mean, I, I like to just like camp out, which I know people hate, but I like laser tag. Yeah, that's cool. Nothing like a 40 year old man talking about his love for laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 39. I got, another, I got another year. But no, paintball is a great way to stay in shape. Yeah. Dude, yeah, whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes to get moving. Like, that's the whole thing. It's I never understood people that were would love to dump on other people for their activities. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I like to play. I haven't played in a very, very long time, but I would. Like, uh, racquetball or squash. That's fun. And um, That's a good workout, too. Yeah. What's that mean? Like, you're running around, you're doing a lot, and it's it's way more, to me, that's way more fun than, say, running on a treadmill or rowing. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, that's, I do it, but I wouldn't say, I don't enjoy it. You know, it sucks. Right. <laughs> it sucks. But I got to do it. I don't mind running outside, but I don't run, I don't like to run for distance because then I get really bored. Yeah, and it's like you're out there and then you're tired and you realize that you have to run three miles just to get back home. And well, that's the other part of it. I'm like, oh, God. So then I'm like, well, if, if I walk, now it's going to take even longer. 
<laughs> I'd rather sprint. I'd rather just yeah. sprint um, and be close to where I want to be. That's better for maintaining muscle anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's also just, it, it's a little quick. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Okay. Hold on. Whoa. Okay. Let's see. Oops. We got Adam and Beth. We got, what's up? Hi. Hi guys. Hey guys. How's it going? Frozen. Good. How's our uh, Wi-Fi? It looks sketchy. It's looking great. You look well. It's kind of like eight bit. You're kind of moving very robotically, but hey, look, it's uh, I could we could see you now. You're good, actually. Now you're all set. Yeah. Better. Yeah. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. It's uh, it's good to talk to you guys, and it's you know, it's really cool that you guys get to you know work together on camera after all this time. Like that's that's got to be you know for as much as you guys have been in the business and done so many things. That's still something new, right? That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, first time ever. And and I think, you know, I go back four years and if you had told me I'd be wrestling, period, that would kind of blow my mind, let alone wrestling and now teaming up with my wife and our characters for the first time ever brushing up together on screen. Uh, no way I would have I would have said, yeah, you're nuts. But here we are. And, uh, you know, we're also, uh, speak for Beth, I guess, here, but we're, we're having a blast. And... I think that shows when when the performers are having fun and and it translates to the audience. I think, and we we're really having a good time. So, isn't that is that more important now? Because you know, you guys have done you've been in the game a long time, and and, and Beth, you, you you've been in you haven't been in the ring in a while. So, like, is it just because of something brand new to want to go back and do something fun and something different, and or does it have anything to do with wanting your kids to see you compete more, or like what, or, or perform more? Like, what would it? I'm I'm just curious as to, you know, what the difference is now, as opposed to back when you were kind of scratching and clawing, both of you guys. Yeah, well, our, our kids are now of an age; they're uh, five and eight, so they can appreciate and understand more of mom and dad's careers, which we've kind of kept them sheltered from. We haven't really introduced them to much wrestling; they've seen it sparsely. They know dad wears costumes, you know, they know mom did it like once upon a time, but they, they don't have, they don't have a real concept of what wrestling is. They've never seen a wrestling show. This will be their first experience at a wrestling show. Wow. So um, that opportunity just kind of introduced them to mom and dad's parallel dreams converging seemed like a once in a lifetime opportunity that we had to take. So, you know, we don't, we don't know what tomorrow brings. We try to just take opportunities as they come and, this was one that I just couldn't say no to. That's awesome. Uh, how did, so, so training to, to get back to this. And I, I watched the, the documentary, which I really enjoyed. Uh, that was awesome. And we got a, we got a glimpse of how you were training. I think it was Royal Rumble 2020, if I'm not mistaken, when you made a surprise return and obviously a lot went into that. And Beth, you were a big part of that too, uh, helping him, uh, helping your husband get, get back in there and kind of, you know, feel confident. How has, has that, training sustained or like what what is the training like now for for both of you i guess too because you know if you haven't been in the ring for a long time it, i'm guessing you kind of have to get more intense and 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 with you um edge it's like uh how have you been able to maintain that to want to avoid injury and be able to perform uh that that's been you know kind of the um i won't say struggle but now that I'm back kind of in an almost full-time grind of doing this, it's the recovery aspect. 
you know, at 48 years old, it takes a lot longer to recover than it did at 28. And I still want to do this at a level where I make it hard for people to follow me. And, and that's the goal. And, um, but because I'm trying to, to live up to that, uh, it, it makes getting into the gym paramount. Like there, there's no, I can take today off. I can't, yeah. I just can't. And even if that just means stretching and cardio for that day, that has to happen. And I think really the biggest shift for me is when it, it turned from motivation and using something to motivate me to turning into discipline. And, and that was a huge, you know, shift in mindset um, to being able to pull this thing off, you know, and, and we, had, we got to wear spandex. And, <laughs> you know, so, so there's a lot of different things that, you know, okay, I got to, I got to look the part, but I also got to be able to move the part. I got to be able to do, cause man, since I've been back, I've been doing 50 minute matches, 30 minute matches for like, there hadn't been a short one yet. Last year at the Rumble, it was 58 minutes. So I had to train accordingly for that one. It was like, okay, if, if they want me to try and go an hour here, I need to up the cardio. Um, it, you know, so it's, it's just almost whatever the challenge of this match is going to be, training toward that challenge. I keep trying to tell them we don't get paid by the minute. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so, but it's got to feel like, you know, especially having been off for, for so, for so long and then coming back and getting into the swing, you know, is it almost like, Hey, you never know when the last match will be. So you want to kind of soak it all in and just take it, you know, not take it for granted, but just like really like just live in that moment as for as long as it'll last. I mean, absolutely. Especially having it, it taken away for nine years. When I got the green light to come back, I have soaked in every nanosecond of this. And that's why, you know, teaming with Beth is so much fun because it, I just never thought it would happen. The fact that it is, and it's probably a one-time deal, like I'm soaking in every aspect of this. It's just, it's a blast. And then for our girls to now be five and eight, have more of an understanding of what it is that we do, you know, for lack of a better term, playing superheroes, to be able to come and see it at least once, that's pretty cool. And be able to do it together. You know, we, we were a little reticent to... To, to bring them to shows and show them because as much as we tell them we're playing a character, they also see how I get up in the morning sometimes yeah. and they see the effect that it has. So they know we don't come out of it without some kind of toll. So, uh, but we, we feel like we're finally at a point where they can come watch it. And also that, you know, the rumble, we're there to entertain that night. You know, our, our job is to make everybody smile from that match. And that's going to be the goal. So Beth, do you, do you want this to be a short-term thing? Like, as you said, is it a one-off or do you want to return to performing more often or what, what, what are you, what are you thinking? Cause I know you were, you were doing color commentary and I, you know, that's, listen, that seems like a really cool gig. Uh, it's a little less intense than taking big bumps off the top rope. And, uh, so it, it, it was a great, a great position. And, um, I loved every bit of it. Um, the thing with when I took the position as the full-time commentator at NXT, Adam was not wrestling. So we had a stay at home parent in our, in our family so that I could, you know, go to Orlando every single week. And then sometimes pay-per-views as well. I was back to full-time 52, 60 weeks a year, you know, pretty much. And um, so it was working fine. Well, once Adam started on SmackDown, 
And we started, it started becoming two ships passing in the night, which we could still manage. Like I was tagging in and out. He was on Fridays. I was on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So we were, there were still a parent at home. Well, you know, then NXT moved to Tuesdays and then he got moved to raw. And then we had a situation where both parents were going all the time. So that's why it, for our family dynamic, our kids were starting to, you know, we, we were seeing effects on them. They were getting anxious and really having struggling with both parents being on so much. So we made a family decision to scale back on that. Now, you know, I never close any doors in wrestling because I never want to be called out as a hypocrite later when it's like, you've retired like five times. <laughs> um, so, you know, I feel great. I, I don't have any injuries that prevent me from wrestling. Um, I don't know what the future brings, but I do know that this moment, which is like we were just talking about, all I can worry about is this moment in time. And if this is my last match, what a way to go out then beside my husband in front of my kids, you know, in, in a, a stadium, you know, at my favorite pay-per-view, Royal Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view. So it's, it's got a fairy tale written all over it. So I'm very satisfied in my life. You know, who knows what opportunities come up? Maybe none will come up, but if they don't, I, I am happy. I'm happy as a little clam. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, it, it that, I guess that that's part of it, right? So do you think about, you know, uh, what's next at this point, if, if, if you don't really know, or is it just, you know, come what may, cause you know that at this point, you know, you, you guys have kind of swapped, I guess, like, so you're more, uh, parent, you know, at this, the stay at home and, and, and Adam's on the road. So mm -hmm. is that, is that like a, a good, do you guys both like that for now? Or do you think about, okay, well, what are we, what are we going to do next? I know for myself, um, there's only two things in my life I've, I've really ever wanted to be that I was so passionate about that I, I wouldn't accept anything else. And that was, I wanted to be a pro wrestler and I wanted to be a mom. And I, I'll always be both of those things. I'll always have the wrestler inside me and I'll always be a mom. So I'm very content being, you know, here for my kids and them being, they're little girls at an elementary age, having their mom around is really important. Um, but again, like we, you know, whatever opportunities roll our way, we've talked about other projects and things to get involved in. And there's, there's a few irons in the fire. Um, but I, I'm, I'm satisfied. I lived my dreams for 20 years, you know, and um, I, I wanted to work for WWE and be a WWE wrestler. And I feel like I crushed that for myself and I, I checked all my boxes. Um, so now I just want to be the best mom I can be and be a support to Adam because you know, keeping, keeping edge in tip top shape requires childcare. I got to watch the kids so that he can put the time in, you know, so it's a year round job, making sure Adam can stay healthy and get the recovery in and the training and the diet. And so we're a team. And even if I'm behind the scenes, a stay at home mom, I, I feel like I'm still on the team. No, oh, that's really cool. And that, that's really important to, uh, to bring up, you know, just that, you know, that, that team aspect of, you know, you need to, with even without kids, but especially with kids, you know, like the same, my wife and I go through the same thing. It's a lot of give and take. And that's really cool that you guys have been able to strike that balance. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, uh, you know, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll be in the gym for the next two, then we'll switch. Mm -hmm. And then I got the girls and then you get it done. And, and it's really just kind of managing the day, but we'll usually sit in bed the, the, the night before and go, okay, so what's tomorrow look like? Yeah. And then we'll just kind of hammer out a rough outline of what the day is and um, and then take it from there. You know, one thing I, I did learn with this run, this being the last run for Edge, 
is that um, I need to focus solely on wrestling. You know, I, at first, and this was pre-pandemic, I thought, ah, maybe I can still pull off the acting too. I realized that was a pipe dream. You know, in order to, to come out of this relatively unscathed, in order to do it to the level that I want to do it at, in order to be in the shape that I want to be able to do it at, it, it takes everything. So even if I'm not on every show 52 weeks a year, let's say I'm on 35 weeks a year, well, the other weeks, I'm in there six days a week yeah. making sure that I'm ready to go when the call comes because it's probably going to be a hell in a cell match in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It's probably going to be the Royal Rumble. It's 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 going to be a high, high stakes situation. I got to be ready for that. My body's got to be ready for that. And and you know you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, excuse me. I was just going to say it's a little bit of art imitating life being tag team partners on screen because we've been tag team partners behind the scenes so long. So, but that's all, you know, don't they say like you shouldn't work with uh, your spouse, but in this case, it definitely seems to, to work out well. It, it works. It works. <laughs> and, and again, like we're, we're doing this for a month and it's been a blast. That's awesome. You know, who knows a year from now we might be going, okay, this has been long enough. He's had enough of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, so uh, yeah, who's the, Another question, so that you know, that's actually something Mike and I were talking about prior to to you guys jumping on was the the acting, right? Because uh, you know, it was uh, the Flash. You were in that, and we were it was yeah. like yeah. the Flash movies coming out. And I'm like, man, I wonder if there was a push for like I don't know, like. But now you're you know what you're saying is that you gotta you want to focus on just being the best performer in the ring, and then everything else will be kind of uh, work itself out. Is that what you're saying? You know, it'll either, it'll either be waiting there after or it won't. And either way, I'm okay with that because if, if when this is all done, um, it will have been pretty taxing, you know, on every aspect of life. So the idea of sitting in the rocking chair and being dad and just working out because I love it, that sounds pretty good to me too. And just hopping on the mountain bike or going kayaking or whatever, just, that sounds pretty nice for a while. I don't know. It's, it's going to have to be one hell of a gig for me to want to, you know, leave the house. Another thing we talked about was, um, so, you know, you mentioned you're 48 and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting, right? Because you, you know, physically it just, as you, I know you're, you're saying you have to put a lot of prep into it, but you look fantastic, man. Like you definitely look way, you look lean, but you also look pretty cut. And it's just interesting because I feel like, that's evolved so differently nowadays, like especially with, you know, the, the, the punishment you guys put yourselves through. But you look at like the Tom Brady's of the world, right? Like they're like, quote unquote, older guys who are still demolishing it, still killing it. So it's Ooh. it's interesting how, you know, at one point it was it was almost like, you know, at, at 48, it was like wrestlers. They got to be, oh, man, like they're it's it's got to be over. But you're still out there riling people up, performing, getting people out of their chairs, getting people to the arenas, clapping. And I don't know, like, it's just interesting to me. And I don't, I wonder why or how that changed. Is it, is it a, is it just the, the approach to training and longevity or is it just a different, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I think the, the ability to stay in shape has, has exponentially grown. If you want to stay in shape, it's much easier to stay in shape now. Mm -hmm. There's meal companies. Well, when I was on the road before, there wasn't meal companies. So when you finish the show at midnight and you're driving from Jackson, Mississippi to Dallas, Texas, <laughs> you're getting gas station food or Waffle House if you're lucky. <laughs> right? So 
those don't go hand in hand with wearing tights for a living. So that's been a game changer. You know, I I use this company called Nutrition Solutions and I just swear by it. I don't eat anything else. I don't eat out in restaurants. I don't like we had a date night once, right? We went out, had steak and vegetables, figured out no problem. Within five minutes, I was like, oh, Lord. Oh man, because <laughs> the butter and the oil, all of those things that you can't control, right? Well, that was every meal before. So now that is so dialed in and that is so key to all of it. Um, and, and it also, you just see the difference. So it makes you want to get your butt in the gym because you're actually seeing a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now I'm actually taking care of the things that are sore, whereas before, I'm in my 20s and 30s, like, ah, okay, I got it. Then it got to a point I didn't realize I was battling spinal stenosis. So I just stopped working out because I was so sore. I, oh, I didn't wow. know what was going on inside my body. So my spinal cord was being pinched like a straw. I mean, no wonder I didn't feel like working out. You know, it yeah. was one or the other wrestler workout, which is it? So I chose wrestling. And I look back now and I see some pictures and I'm built like a bag of milk. I'm just like, oh, come on. <laughs> Get it together. So. I, I told myself this time, you know, I got all of my stuff taken care of. I got my wrist fused. I had another neck surgery. I took care of all of the lingering things. So I, I really had no excuse. It was like, right, everything's good. I feel good. I'm going to go kill it in the gym and start getting in shape. And, and what to preface this, you know, what started all of this was wanted to get, you know, fit for the girls. Cause I, cause I want to be around mm-hmm. being a, a, an older dad. We didn't start having the girls until we we're 40 and, and I, well, I was 40 and 42. So, mm-hmm. you know, I looked at that and I, I thought, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta stick around here. Cause I was rocking the dad bod pretty good there for a bit. And I, just, <laughs> I just thought, you know, I, I was, I was hovering around 250, 255 and I walked them up the stairs one night. They wanted me to carry them. So I carried them up the stairs. I got to the top and I'm like, wow, I am way too tired. Yeah, that's not good. That really, really kickstarted all of it. That's when I started sticking religiously to the meals. That's when I started getting into the gym and that the gym just started with, okay, I'm going to start with planks. I'll, I'll do planks thinking, okay, 30 seconds of planks and I'm sweating. I went, Oh, a planks are much harder than I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they are. And, and B I'm, I got to get back in shape. And, um, so that, that was really the starting point was carrying the girls up the stairs, planks and diet. And that's the good thing now is that they're at the age where, you know, you said they're going to see you guys perform, but they're also hopefully picking up some of these, these tips about, you know, being healthy, uh, and what fitness and exercise can do and nutrition. And, and that's the biggest thing. Nutrition is so big. I think a lot of the emphasis always gets put on exercise and that's important, but what you're putting in your bodies, uh, when you were talking about that date night, Hey, uh, I'm sure uh, didn't sounds like a had an interesting end to the date night after that uh, big meal, but you know it's it's just uh yeah it's it is the super important. Went right out the window. Yeah, there was yeah. that <laughs> date over. Literally, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't pretty on the drive home. <laughs> she made you take an Uber, like <laughs> <laughs> that poor Uber driver. <laughs> and you know, so the other cool thing is that you know when you guys. Uh, at, at the Rumble, which is on the 29th, and you can get it on Peacock, and that's where WWE Network is housed right now. Uh, you uh, you get to work with with Miz and Maurice, and they're 
two fantastic entertainers too. Like they've been in the game a long time as well. And you know, that's, it's gotta be really cool when, I don't know. And you, you tell me actually when, when, you know, you're with somebody that's, that's been with it and that you can work with and know that you're going to put out this really cool product. Whereas if it's, if, I don't know, is it, is it different when you're with somebody brand new or somebody that's a little more green where you're like, oh shit, I got to carry everybody. Like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> I think, I think at this stage, um, I don't, I can't speak for Adam, but I, I feel like we've had this conversation before. I think both of us are confident enough in our own abilities that it doesn't, we're not, I'm, I'm not super um, concerned about like, I know we'll, we'll have a good one either way no matter what the experience level is of the person on the opposite end. Now, that being said, I was very excited here was Maurice and Miz. Right. I've known them both since they stepped foot in uh, OVW, which was our farm league, our territory in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, day one training, I, I, I've wrestled Maurice for 20 years. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember Mike arriving on the scene fresh off, you know, road rules and right. with that big personality and the faux hawk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, wrestling is a real tight, you know, tight, close knit community. And, uh, you know, when he showed up on the scene with that big personality, you know, they were, everybody was like, what's this guy all about? And, you know, what's his, what's his intentions here? Is he going to pay his dues? And, you know, I, I know Mike took, took some heat in the beginning, um, for, you know, his background, mm -hmm. but Mike loves wrestling and Maurice loves wrestling. And what I love about them as performers is they're, they go all in, they're totally committed. They are not afraid. They're fearless. Um, they're not afraid of negative feedback. So they will stand there while the whole crowd is chanting, you suck, or, you know, like tweeting and, and all that negative stuff that can be hard to swallow in today's world because it's so intensive in today's world of social media. And they manage it with, you know, with a smile on their faces. They smile back, in the, which then incites the crowd even more. So it's really fun when you have like an antagonist like that that's willing to, to be the bad guy in the situation. And it makes our job so much easier. And has the, the process changed? So I, I actually worked at WWE for a couple of years and was on, on the road for the digital side of things. And has the process changed at all in terms of the creative uh, input that you get? I and mean, maybe it's different for you guys both because you guys are, you know, veterans of the industry and you have a, a ton of accomplishments that you probably, maybe your voice is, little louder than, than other people's, but is the process, has the process changed or, or has the business changed kind of dr dramatically over the last, I guess, since you've returned, Adam, uh, has that, you know, or is it the same as it always was? Well, I, I can only speak for myself. Like I, I look at, um, other instances and I go, wow, that's really changed. You know, it, it feels maybe a little micromanaged. Uh, from what I've experienced, it hasn't been that way, but I come from a time where there was no micromanagement, where it was, you got an idea, you got a kernel of an idea, and you take it and run. And um, because maybe I come from that era of kind of proving my chops there, I don't really get questioned a whole lot. Um, I, I think everybody realizes by now that, you know, what I'm going to do out there is for the product, for the story, for the... To, to further everything along. I don't want to take away from it. So there's a certain amount of trust that comes with being with this company for 20 years. Um, and also, yeah, falling flat on your face sometimes, but going, ooh, okay, I can learn from that and and not making that same, you know, uh, mistake twice. Um, so I, I've, I've really enjoyed it, to 
be honest. I don't know. But I mean, I've always been one of those guys that I'm just not going to depend on a writing team. I'm going to write my own stuff and be prepared. I always have been. I always will be. Do either of you ever watch your, you know, like uh, your old, your old promos or your old matches? Like, and, and not just for, for content. Like if, you know, you're going through like say on the documentary or anything like that, but do you ever just say like, all right, I want to go see what I did and how I can improve it or just the differences between then and now, or is it just like, eh, it's over. We, <laughs> well, we were just talking like when, when I left, when he had, he had retired the pre- previous year, I left WWE. We didn't watch wrestling for several years. We, we had both babies and we were really entrenched in babies and he was acting. So we certainly didn't watch any wrestling, let alone our own wrestling. We didn't, we just took a break because we were both like in that headspace and, you know, grieving, you know, the careers ending and blah, blah, blah. But I think like, um, we, we just had to talk about this. My personal experience is whenever I would wrestle, I would have such a, I would have such a present moment experience hearing the crowd, hearing my opponent, you know, the energy that existed in that moment. I almost hesitated to watch it back on the screen because it always, it wasn't as intense and as fun and it wasn't as, it just wasn't the same as feeling it. And I always felt like when I went back and watched it, it kind of diffused how I felt a little bit. So I always loved like some, you know, unless something, you know, I really wanted to review something, I kind of just like left it, left it so that I could have my personal experience, my personal memory of that match, of that moment, and not really pick it apart by watching it over and over and over again. That That's just me though. Yeah. And I think uh, for, for me, the only way I'll see something is if it's a clip on social media or, or, or something and I'll almost forget like, oh yeah, that. <laughs> uh, how did this go? And then watch it again and go, huh, okay, I did things way differently back then. Um, but having been gone for nine years and, and done 99 episodes of television in that time, I learned a lot of different things that I felt like I pulled back with me that I didn't know before because yeah. I hadn't experienced. You know, when I was on set, I'd follow the director. They must have got so freaking tired of me. Like, I was like, hey, why are we doing that? Why do we do this? Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Like, I just wanted to know right. and, and peel it apart the way I used to peel apart wrestling matches. Like I'd watch Bret Hart and go, okay, why did he make that decision there? Why is this and that? And this? So I started doing that with, with work, uh, with, with acting. Um, I follow the lighting guy, you know, the, the director of photography and go, okay, so what are we trying to avoid here? What look are we trying to get? I, I brought a lot of that stuff back with me and even just in how I would process a script uh, that, that helped with my writing and, um, you know, and, and sitting with the creator of Vikings who wrote over 75 episodes of the show by himself, I'd sit and pick his brain and, and we would discuss what we're going to do with Shetel with my character and which way should he go. So I, I was hands-on with that, with him. And, and that was almost like a, a understudy in, in writing. That's awesome. You're going to have to act again, right? I mean, it sounds like you really dig it. Uh, I feel like there's... Okay. I I do. Wrestling is... was the thing I always wanted to do. For sure. So when I got got that green light, it was like, well, that's what I'm doing. You know, there's no question. But I loved acting. But there's something to that live crowd. There's something to, and you'll hear Dwayne and Dave and all these guys who have segued into acting. They'll still tell you the same thing. Nothing beats that instant gratification, that instant knowledge that what you're doing just worked. Mm-hmm. 
that is such a cool, cool feeling. And you, you can't, nothing replaces that, you know, there, there's, there's sure there's joy in seeing the edited, finished, produced product of a, a great episode or a great movie. But to me, oh man, just when you got theme music, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. <it's>, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and you exactly. Yeah. And in St. Louis, we're going to have like, what, 40, 50, I don't know, 1,000 people that react to like your theme music. Gosh, that, that's that's tough to beat. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? Now that you put it that way and not having any way to like, I, I've never had music or, or pyro. So you know what? I, I'm, I am jealous and I could totally see how cool that is. And it's also tough because you could... You could pay attention and you could, you could, you know, do, give the best performance. But at the end of the day, when you're in a movie or a TV show, you're putting your, it's, it's in the hands of an editor, right? So like the yeah. way that they piece it together could totally make a great performance look like garbage well, or the opposite. What might've been your best take might not be the yeah. best take for right. the entire scene. Right. <laughs> yeah. oh. So you watch it back and go, oh, they left that one on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Oh man. That's out of your control, but you also know that's that's part of the process, right? But um, yeah, re wrestling's kind of the 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 first, and will always be the first. But uh, you know, acting will definitely. Uh, I'm sure you know I'll, I'll take some stuff here and there again when I'm done because I do enjoy that process too. And like we've talked about, we're both creative people, so to just go okay, we're going to retire and never do anything again. Well, that that's not going to be the case. We still will need to tap into that creative vein or we'll, you know, drive each other crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to thank you guys both. I know that, uh, you know, you guys got a busy schedule promotions ahead. I really thank, I just want to thank you for taking time and, uh, you know, the rumbles on the 29th, you can watch it on Peacock and, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's really great to talk to you guys and I'm looking forward to, uh, to the, to the show. Yeah. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you so Absolutely. much guys. Appreciate cool. it. Thanks guys. All right. Take it easy. See you. Bye. -bye. All right, that's cool. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. They seem like awesome people. They are awesome people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, and you know what? He, he was. Uh, I'm gonna switch views. He was a really. He was always solid, dude. Uh, you know, again, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I was. Uh, you know, new. Is this one? Nope, not it. That's from yesterday when I screwed up. Oh, there we go. <sighs> there we go. So yeah, they're. Uh, I'm excited. You know, and, and that's the thing for me. Now, like, you know, I, I, I want to see this match now. A, mm -hmm. I I've, remember Edge when he first got into WWE because I was watching it then. But I also, you know, I don't know. It's really cool that he's with his, with his wife and he's with, yep. you know, with uh, Miz and his wife. I just think that's a really cool thing. And I, I know that the, uh, like, the hardcore fan may not care about that. But as a guy who's a dad now and, you know, loves to do things with his wife. Like when I get to do things with my wife, be it like um, ours is a little bit different because we're not going out and, and beating each other up or beating up other people, <laughs> but you know, it's exciting and it's fun. And I want to make sure that like I give the best I can because I never know. Yeah. Um, right. And also I just want to say what's up to uh, Kohlberg. What's up, man? Uh, yeah, they, they're super cool. Hey, I got to turn off this, this heater, dude. I got this new kerosene heater. I'm sweating. I'm talking about it every day. I'm sweating. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, dude, it's it's five billion degrees in here. Um, I had never thought um, it was interesting. The um, walking out in front of a crowd with theme music. I never thought about that part of WWE and how exciting that must be for for the wrestlers. Um, it's like being it's a mix between being a rock star and an actor. Yeah. But but also think about this. Right. So 
And, and the funny thing is, you know, you think about the adulation and the cheering and all that stuff, but sometimes when you go out there, like the Miz is going to want to be booed, right? He's, yeah. th- that's oh, yeah. what he wants to hear. He wants to hear the loudest boos ever, and then that'll be a success. And that's so interesting and so cool that like, I don't know, I, I, I do, I could see being a heel, being a bad guy mm-hmm. as a lot of fun because the objective is to really just find creative ways to get people to hate you. Yeah, you're playing the villain. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> and and the, the louder they boo, the better job you're doing. Hell yeah. I mean, dude, you look at like back in the day with The Rock and, and Triple H and, and even Edge, but he's, he's gone through these... Everybody's gone through the ups and downs of like babyface and, uh, and, and heel, but it's also like... There's also times where it's like, you know, people just happen to like the dude no matter what he does. Like, I think they, they tried a bunch of that at times with like other characters and it's it's tough. Like I, I want to, I want to see edge do well or, you know, when he's edge and it's great that Adam seems to be really doing well too. And is same with his wife. So that's really cool. I'm really glad that they, uh, they came by shout out to Adam Hopkins from WWE who hooked it up. That dude's always, uh, always been solid. So that's cool. Thank you, Adam. I don't know. So now that I've got Peacock, I have no excuse not to watch it. Yeah, you have to. Well, I did. So I did watch something with my wife when we watched The Undertaker and that Edge documentary. We watched, um, like, it was a series on, you know, the, the 90s or, like, the Attitude Era. And, yeah, he was all over that, too, because at that time they were doing, like, as I said, like, this ta- tables, ladders, chairs, jumping off them, doing, like, you know, just, I don't know, man, just really putting themselves through the ringer. But, yeah. I mean, look, this is exhausting enough for me. <laughs> standing I mean, I'm standing here. Like, <laughs> and I'm sweating. <laughs> no, I, I was, um, so what I never wanted to do when I was there was I never got like in the ring when other performers were there. I just, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't even know if it, I'm sure it was frowned upon, but I just didn't think it was my business to go in there when, they were in there because that's where they work. And I don't know. I was just, you know, that's not what I do. So, but I did, you know, I've gone and when they weren't around and just checked it out to see how it felt. And it's not, it isn't like cushy. It's not like you're, you know, jumping onto like memory foam, you know, it doesn't look like it. It looks like it's a sheet rock or, you know, a board with a little bit of give. Yeah. I think that's, that's it. It's like a really, the padding is not very, not that much, man. And that's why I guess it's there. The training comes in with how you, how you fall and how you treat the other people. And that's why it's gotta be really cool to know that. Yeah. So if, if Beth Phoenix hasn't been in the ring for a while, going with somebody that she's been working with for 20 years and same with the Miz and same with, uh, you know, like that, that, that must be just comforting in a way mm-hmm. to know that like you're with people who understand it and want to take care of you. And, right. you know, that's because the opposite of that is, you know, I've seen Dark Side of the Ring. So I've seen those people like get their shit kicked out of them. Like, whew, but I know that, that wouldn't like happen. That, uh, What's that? That movie, The Wrestler. Remember the movie, The Wrestler? Oh, yeah. No, I do. Where he like keeps going. He has to do crazier and crazier shit to get fans and it just spirals out of control. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, that was a uh, awesome film. 
Yeah, but that, isn't that like kind of everything? So at night sometimes when I drift off, I usually have something on YouTube. And then when I wake up, it's like the autoplay just puts on other stuff. And I, I've run across these like YouTube, these YouTubers, like famous people or whatever. I guess they're famous. Yeah, I don't know. what. what how do you define fame anymore? But they have a following and they, but the shelf life is kind of, Short, you know, like you have to continue. It's like not everybody is like Jake or Logan Paul or whatever been around for forever. Sometimes these people fizzle out and they're finding these ways to, or they rack their brains to find ways to stay relevant or to do something crazier. And sometimes it's like at the risk of, you know, putting themselves, you know, in a bad situations for their mental health or whatever. And I'm like, holy shit, is it that important? But I, I don't know. I guess it has to be right. It's to get views, man. I don't know. It's this. It's huge in the fitness industry too. You see some oh. of the fitness influencers doing really, really dumb, unsafe shit just to get views. See, I'll tell you, I don't follow anybody like that. I don't follow. Uh, I, well, I'm also barely on social media. Uh, but do you know anybody? And I'm not saying this to like put you on the spot or for you to say something negative about somebody. But who is somebody that? is either notorious for that or that you've seen do dumb shit like that to where it's like, all right, just give up. I don't, you know what? I don't follow the guys that do that. Okay. So off the top of my head, I don't have someone like I, I, the content I follow on YouTube is stuff I I can apply to my own training. I don't want to see a guy do a bench press with like three girls sitting on the bar. So you're talking, that would be what, like a Dan Bilzerian type of guy? Yeah, I mean, Dan Bilzerian is not really a fitness influencer, though. He's just an all-around, you know, millionaire. Is he, though? Like, does... that's, that's the other thing. Well, I know he's a millionaire, but, like, I've also... Look, I, it was kind of a rabbit hole I didn't really want to go down, uh, but I was, just, I was kind of, like, drifting off and listening to it. But, like, there's also, like, these, you know, YouTube docs about guys like him, how, you know, a lot of it's manufactured. Uh, it's not... The story is kind of what they make it. And, they, and then, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but... That is uh, how we're doomed as a society. Uh, yeah, I think he's in on the joke too. Yeah, I think so. Kind of, you know. So he, he's, I don't know. I get, I get the, um, the sense from watching some of his videos. He knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. Well, dude, still pretty strong. Uh, oh yeah, he's in great you, shape. Yeah, whatever you want to say about him, uh, he's definitely strong. And uh, I wonder if they're gonna have. Oh, well, they probably wouldn't have been the people to ask, but. How would they do like a wrestling, a pro wrestling game on, you know, Oculus, uh, fuck's it called again? Quest. Quest. Yeah. I got to write that down. Um, it would be one of those ones where like they show you the hand positions and you have to nail the hand positions and the movements and all that stuff. It'd be tough, but I think it's doable. Dude, How many people though, do you think would just be. (laughs) <laughs> like ramming through doors in their house, like diving at somebody or like breaking shit because they're going to be wanting to, uh, to just actually like, you know, go for the moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would It'd be pretty unsafe. Like do the rock bottom. Oh, <laughs> oh. well on that note. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that's it. I think I just pulled, pulled my groin. No. <laughs> All right. 
That was cool. I want to thank Edge. Good thank time, WWE. Yeah. Thank Beth Phoenix. Yeah. That was cool. Royal Rumble, the 29th of January, uh, 2022. It's on Peacock. And uh, I don't even know how much Peacock costs, but it's like yeah. probably pretty cheap. Five bucks a month, five. probably. Dude, five. All right. Mike gets it for five bucks a month. So call I don't know. I don't NBC <laughs> and tell them that it's five bucks if uh, if they want to charge you more. But um, all right, dude. That was fun. Uh, cool. All right, everybody. Have a great Tuesday? weekend. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you, uh, <laughs> sir? Uh, yeah, for sure. We'll be there. All right, everybody. 